Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a wrap-up of all the day's coverage from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs joined city and county officials in Tucson this morning for the groundbreaking of the American Battery Factory's new $1.2 billion manufacturing facility. Governor Hobbs said the investment shows Arizona is becoming an epicenter for sustainable technology. Since 2021, we've had nine battery announcements in the state, including three right here in southern Arizona. The influx of companies coming to the state demonstrates the modern and unique business environment that Arizona offers. When construction is complete, the factory will be one of the country's largest producers of lithium iron phosphate batteries, which are becoming increasingly desired for electric vehicles due to their stability, extended lifetime, and greener attributes. The factory anticipates creating a thousand new jobs when production reaches full capacity in the coming years. Reporter Hannah Cree covered today's groundbreaking for the Gigafactory in Tucson. Among the things that you mentioned is the fact that there are a lot of people in that part of Tucson who are concerned about adding another factory that has the potential to put concerning chemicals into the environment, especially after the city's history with trichloroethylenes. Yeah, absolutely. So trichloroethylene was a chemical that was routinely dumped into the waterways in South Tucson um, during the 1950s. And during the 80s, we saw a bunch of people in this area with increased levels of cancer because of that pollution. So at the press conference, the officials were very confident that their process and their facility was safe, that they were doing everything they could to make sure pollution like that doesn't happen again. But it definitely is something that needs to be monitored as production actually gets underway in the next couple of years. And it definitely means the company will have to rebuild the trust in the community that experienced this environmental injustice and is still seeing the effects of that today. I understand several community leaders spoke out about the nature of the jobs that this factory is going to add and the location it's going to add them in, specifically in the 85706 zip code, which is not one of the more prosperous corners of Tucson at this point. Yeah, the company said at the press conference today that they are aiming for a thousand new jobs when the factory gets up to its full capacity. It also said they're going to bring in $3.1 billion in 10 years after production begins. And Supervisor Matt Hines, the factory is in his district, and the zip code 85706 is in his district as well. And he says that those low-income households often get left behind when massive companies like this move in. He actually challenged the company in today's press conference and said he wants to see them make it a priority to host job fairs and job trainings to make the potentially a thousand job opportunities available to those living in the surrounding low-income areas. Well, it certainly has the potential to make a major impact on Tucson's economy. Hannah Cree, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Turning to other news, the Border Patrol's Tucson sector saw a massive increase in migrant rescues during the 2023 fiscal year due to large numbers of people crossing the border far from any resources and calling 911. Danielle Kamara has the story. Tucson sector saw 28,000 rescues in the 2023 fiscal year, which wrapped in September. That is eight times more than the previous year, and in years before that, the number of rescues was in the hundreds. 
While there are some differences in the methodology for counting rescues, Deputy Chief Justin Delatore says the increase was significant. Our agents on a daily basis spend a good amount of their patrol time responding to 911 calls, re rescuing people who are in distress, providing medical treatment to people who are dehydrated or, or who have uh, fallen and, and become injured. In the last six months, the Tucson sector has seen a continuous increase in migrants crossing, which now average 1,600 people a day. I'm Danielle Kamara, AZPM News. The U.S. Air Force reports what it calls a small number of Ukrainian pilots has begun F-16 training this week at Tucson's Morris Air National Guard base. The Ukrainian pilots arrived in Tucson after mandatory English language training last month at Lackland Air Force Base in Texas. They are not expected to start flying F-16s in combat until sometime next year. A typical F-16 training course takes around six months, but the Air Force says the training for the Ukrainian pilots is uniquely designed, and the Air Force won't say when it will be completed. The 162nd Wing, based at Morris, is the only unit in the U.S. Air Force tasked with training foreign pilots on F-16s as part of its day-to-day -day mission. The Wing has trained pilots from over two dozen countries. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, along with the USDA Equity Commission, held a public hearing in Tucson today on a plan to tackle generational discrimination in agriculture. Their report includes over 30 recommendations to bring equity to disadvantaged farmers. Vilsack says it's more than just increasing the number of diverse farmers. It's a combination of, uh, of trying to rectify the wrongs of the past, uh, trying to make sure that we reflect the, the country of today and tomorrow, and, and, and creating an economic opportunity that restores the vibrancy to small communities that allows us to continue to have not only a resilient food supply system, but a lot of young men and women willing to serve their country. The 15-member commission was established in 2022 to provide an analysis of how programs, policies, and systems create barriers for marginalized farmers. Vilsack says building trust with underserved communities is key to meeting the Equity Commission's recommendations. Republican Blake Masters has entered the race for the U.S. House seat being vacated by Republican Debbie Lesko. It's the Arizona 8th District, which covers much of the metro Phoenix area. Masters entered the race today with a social media post saying, quote, Biden has failed. We need Trump back. We need to stop inflation, build the wall, avoid World War III, and secure America's water future. Polling shows Masters with an early lead over his rivals. Data Orbital polled likely Republican voters, and they put Masters ahead of Abe Hamaday by 14 points. Masters lost the 2022 race for U.S. Senate, and Hamaday lost a bid for Arizona Attorney General in the same election. The federal government has released a new draft management plan for the Colorado River over the next few years. Alex Hager explains the document accounts for last year's wet winter. Between that big winter boost and a proposed conservation plan, western water managers might not have to make any big decisions about cutting back on water use until 2026. They've spent much of the last few years in emergency mode, trying to prop up Lake Powell and Lake Mead. This update shows how strong snowmelt has brought down the risk of major infrastructure problems at the nation's two largest reservoirs. It also considers a proposed water conservation plan from California, Arizona, and Nevada that could keep 3 million acre-feet of extra water in the river in exchange for federal infrastructure money. 
Those water cutbacks would last until 2026, when states face a deadline to come up with broader, more permanent water reductions. I'm Alex Hager. Major League Baseball's World Series is set to return to Phoenix next Monday. A Phoenix lawmaker wants to give the Arizona Diamondback fans an extra hour of alcohol-fueled revelry to celebrate reaching the Fall Classic. Republican Matt Gress favors extending the hours in which alcohol could be sold and served until 3 a.m. Gress sent a letter to Governor Katie Hobbs Tuesday pointing out state law actually gives her the power to extend closing time by an extra hour in connection with a professional or collegiate national sporting championship event held in the state. Games 3 and 4 of the Best of Seven World Series are scheduled for Chase Field next week. A nonprofit focused on the environment is critical of a National Park Service plan to reduce single-use plastics. The report from the Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility Group says other public lands agencies are acting faster on similar projects. The Grand Canyon was once one of the handful of parks leading the way in reducing single-use plastics until the Trump administration reversed the policy. President Joe Biden has called for a renewed effort to restrict plastic pollution, and public lands agencies have made their own proposals. Organizers are getting ready for Tucson's Fall Cyclovia this weekend. Tony Perkins reports the event that reconnects residents to city neighborhoods is being held for the 20th time. Cyclovia is held twice each year. City streets are closed to cars and turned over to those who wish to rediscover their neighborhoods while riding a bike, using skates, or simply walking along the avenues. Emily Yetman with Living Streets Alliance explains the fall route will let people experience parts of Tucson they only see during their daily commute, including the amphitheater district. We've been told there's 35 different languages spoken there, so it's culturally, it's a a very diverse part of town, maybe one of the most. The Cyclovia happens on Sunday. The event will use 4th Avenue and Fontana Avenue as the main north-south routes close to traffic and open to food trucks, music, dance, and other cultural activities. You can find a link to the happenings on our website. I'm Tony Perkins, AZPM News. Halloween is just around the corner, so that must mean it's time to start hunting for that authentic evergreen Christmas tree. Live Christmas tree cutting starts in one week on the Kaibab National Forest. The forest is selling tree permits on any of the forest's three ranger districts. The permit allows up to five trees that are no more than 10 feet high to be cut for $15 apiece. And now you're caught up on everything we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess, and we'll be back tomorrow 